Welcome to Chasing Three Hours, a podcast about what runners are chasing, why they keep pushing themselves, and what keeps them curious. I'm Josh Peterson. Before we get to today's guest, I want to spend a couple of moments talking about the 2024 Boston Marathon. You know, I finish every single episode by reminding folks that they can go to Chasing3Hours.com. They can read my weekly newsletter as I write about my experience training for the 2024 Boston Marathon. Well, if you are a subscriber, uh, and I appreciate those of you who are, you know that I'm not going to be running in the 2024 Boston Marathon. I learned last week on Thursday that I would not be running in the marathon, and I had just recorded the interview with Martinez Evans a couple of days prior. I had locked the episode entirely, and then I uploaded it, and sure enough, the next morning was when the news came down that the cutoff time uh, was going to be five minutes and 29 seconds. I thought, and I'd written about it a lot, I've talked about it on the pod, that my buffer of five minutes and 13 seconds was going to be A-OK. Uh, well, it was it was not. And so I learned that on Thursday. Uh, I wrote about a lot of like the, the feelings that I had unpacking those feelings. Uh, I plan on talking about it a bit more on the podcast in a couple of weeks. I wanted to wait until after Des Moines, um, just given that Des Moines now has a bit of extra pressure, which I'm excited for, if I'm being honest. But Des Moines is coming up. Uh, on Sunday, October the 15th. And so in the days following that, I plan on recording a podcast recapping that with a former guest who's been on the pod before. And I think that everyone will uh, enjoy hearing that as we talk about the races that this person has ran recently. And I kind of unpack the race and also unpack some of my feelings. But I wrote about it. You can read it at Chasing3Hours.com. Diary entry number 39. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I want to do with the newsletter on a weekly basis. I'm not writing about my experience training now for the 2024. Boston Marathon. I'm hoping, of course, to be running in the 2025 Boston Marathon. So at some point, I know I'll be doing entries leading up to that. I still plan on writing there, and obviously, I still plan on podcasting, but I wanted to just give a quick update. I debated on, should I go and edit out the end? Should I, you know, change it up a little bit? And I decided not to uh, at that moment in time because I figured I would talk about it at the start of this episode. So that's the update with running in the 2024 Boston Marathon. I won't be doing so, but I will be running in the Eugene Marathon instead in April of 2024. Riz has never been to Oregon. I have been to Oregon, but it's been a handful of years. I've been there a few times in my life. Looking forward to that one coming up at the end of April of 2024. Obviously, I'll be writing and podcasting about that a whole lot. So that's the update on that. Let us get to this week's episode. And today's interview is with Corey Olick, a former college runner and aspiring dentist. Corey joined me on today's episode to discuss his running career, how he balances running with dentistry school, goals, and a whole lot more. Enjoy today's interview with Corey Olick. Corey Olick, welcome to Chasing Three Hours. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you for joining the uh, podcast. I begin every episode by asking how the guest most recent run went. I looked at your Strava. It seemed like it was a few days ago. How was your most recent run? Do you remember? Yeah, I uh, I more or less just kind of run when I can, but um, last run was on Sunday. Uh, I ran from down. I ran from basically the baseball stadium downtown CHI area to uh, the zoo and back. And not not the best run that I've had. I stepped down off of this curb into like a brick sidewalk and kind of rolled my ankle a little bit, swelled up pretty good. So 
went home immediately and tried to take care of it. So I've kind of been taking some couple days off. Uh, we'll see. We'll see when the next one is. You you are currently attending Creighton University School of Dentistry in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, what what is it like trying to balance that with running? Because you also ran in college at Milligan College, and so I'd imagine that you would like to run more, but you're really not able to because of life. You just mentioned you kind of squeeze it in whenever you can. Is that like how difficult is, has that been for you since you got to Creighton? Yeah, um, <laughs> this is going to sound like terrible, but I mean, undergrad was kind of easy. In a sense of uh, running 100, 110 miles a week, not a problem. Uh, here lately, I'm lucky, really, really lucky to jump into like 40. Um, so I'm a D2 right now. So I'm a second year dental student. I'm taking like something on, something around 70 credit hours this semester. And so 70? 70 this semester. It is, <laughs> it's honestly ridiculous. Um, it's an, it's an all, I mean, it's no different than a, than a job, you know, it's all day, but then your work comes home with you and you have to study. Uh, so I'm lucky to grab like anywhere from six to six to eight miles, uh, every other day, or I could probably squeeze five a day, but, um, that's kind of been a hard adjustment for me just because in undergrad, you know, you're taking 12 to 16 credit hours a semester. And so, and you have mandatory practices that you have to be at. So just the difference that, school here has been versus there. It's hard to mentally adjust to the um, wanting to run this fast, but having the time or having the ability to train at a, this lower level or whatever. So I try to try to maximize the efforts that I put in when I go train, but it's certainly not, uh, it's, it's certainly tough to, to, to do that. Do you view running like as a how do you view it right now? Is it a hobby for you? Is it a, is it something to blow off steam? Because I imagine that you're not really able to do as much of like anything that you're interested in, like for fun. So is running something for fun or is it just something that you kind of you, you've done forever? Yeah. You know, it definitely right now is, is, uh, is a multifaceted outlet. Um, it's definitely something for fun, uh, to not look at a screen. Um, all of our notes are online. All of our classes are online testing. And so it's nice to, to not look at a screen to get out. And I don't run with, I've never ran with headphones in my life. Wow. Um, not once just cause I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's a way to, to kind of disconnect and to appreciate what's around you rather than just, Oh, a means to an end or, Oh, I'm just going to go out for a jog today. So I kind of try to be really intentional about it. And, and that's kind of, that's how I've been probably since at least my freshman year of college. So majority of my running career is in a sense of, um, I guess, relief rather than uh, I must do this or a task. Uh, so that's generally the way I've, I've viewed it. And here lately, it's something I just, I have to do. Um, for example, uh, when we get done with an exam or when we get done with a really tough day, yeah, I'll try and go out and run 40 minutes to an hour just to, just to rest or just to not do school for a minute. Um, it is pretty challenging though, to not get to work out <laughs> or like not do the actual goal, like achieve goals that I want to. But yeah, for right now, it's just, it's more of a, uh, an outlet of relief, I'd say of rest. And it kind of sounds like you have a very like healthy relationship with it. Cause you almost have to. Yeah, certainly. Um, I loved my undergrad experience in college, but they were really um, 
focused on specific paces on, oh, we we're running this much or we're running this fast today. Um, easy day, like shakeout runs would have to be 645 pace per mile. So it's, which I'm a really big fan of uh, listening to your body. And so that just at five in the morning doesn't necessarily coincide with me. So I definitely have a pretty healthy, I'd say today I have a really healthy relationship with running. It's definitely something that, uh, brings me joy and is not laborious, even though it is a very, very challenging sport. Yeah, for sure. Let's go all the way back. Uh, when did you start running? Why did you start running? Yeah. So unofficially, I'd probably tell you like sixth grade track because everybody runs track in sixth grade, mm-hmm. right? Officially, um, I guess I started in high school, but it wasn't my main focus. Um, I moved to Tennessee when I was 10. And where uh, were you at before that? Illinois. Okay. And I, so I started playing, I started sports really when I was in Tennessee and everyone in Tennessee wants to play football. So that's what we started with. Yep. But I hated it. I didn't like, I have a big head. And so I didn't like the way the helmets fit my head. Not, not the best. Uh, My hand-eye coordination, which is, this is very, you know, weird, but not that great (laughs) in sports that, in sports that other people can play with me. Not great. In dentistry, it's awesome. (laughs) It's very, very good. Everybody listening, it's very good. But as far as sports that people can play with me, not the best. And so I chose running as an excuse almost. I was like, oh, I'll just run cross country. That's why I'm not playing football, not thinking anything of it. And then our high school cross country coach reached out to me and was like, oh, hey, the football coach said you weren't going to play football, so come run cross country. And so our practices are here and here. And so I was like, darn, I guess, I guess I have to do it. I have to go out for at least a day and it just kind of stuck, but it still wasn't my main focus in the spring. I played lacrosse for two years in high school, um, which was awesome. And that was, that was really what I liked, um, for the, for those first two years, uh, especially cause like in high school we started, I started running single track trail mostly, uh, for years, um, all of my high school career in cross country, at least was single track. Um, so I kind of wonder, I wonder if that would have, um, if maybe proper, proper sessions and training regimens might've, might've made me a little quicker, but you know, who, who, who can say, but yeah, I'd say junior year of high school, junior year of high school is when I started taking it pretty seriously, uh, track season specifically. So I have to imagine then given that you ended up running in college that you were somewhat of a natural. Um, yeah, I would say like, I would say it, it did come pretty naturally in high school, uh, towards college, you know, I definitely had to, to work hard compared to some of the other studs that people, people come out with. Yeah. But, um, I ran like 20 miles a week, all of high school and I ran 10, 20 in the two mile, which, you know, for where I'm from was pretty quick. It ranked me, it ranked me like, I don't know, sixth or seventh in our division for the, the state meet or that year. Um, had a couple bad races. It, in regionals and stuff and never, never made it, but it did, uh, did click one day. Yeah. What was that like? Um, it was weird because I, I'm not necessarily, I wouldn't say I'm like the most competitive person. Uh, I, like I mentioned, I more or less like to train just to, to train and to have community, uh, talk to folks. I mean, you, Derek and I, you know, have met through running. Uh, I remember a particular long run that you and I had. Yeah. That was the first time we ever met. That was just literally inc- that morning, that morning incredible. That's one of my favorite runs of the whole year still. Yeah. It, it was awesome. Mine as well. I've ne- I, that was probably the best feeling run that I've had, but I, like I said, I, I'm more or more or less 
enjoy the community side of it. And so it was kind of weird to start actually having to try in races and focus on people that I need to beat to make it to other races. So that was probably challenging for me. Um, and I'd say in college, I kind of reverted back to, to not caring as much uh-huh. it's about the competitive nature of it. So, um, yeah, I'd say it was pretty, pretty awkward position that, that it put me in for sure. So was it something that you enjoyed or was it something you did because you were good at it and, and you wanted to just play sports? Um, did you have fun? Oh yeah. I had a blast. My head coach in high school was my neighbor. And so that was awesome. The team was cool. I'll tell you though, um, the team were my friends, but our team was not great. It was kind of like bad news bears. And then also me, um, so like any, yeah, any given cross country meet, I'd be like two and a half to three minutes ahead in the 5k, uh, of our next guy. Yeah. But I still liked the people I was around. And so I, uh, I more or less liked just running, um, and, and being around the folks, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it was, it was a, a, a task or, or, um, that challenging. I, I, it was just more something I like, I liked to do. And it gave me like, I mean, it gave me some opportunities to go to college. It just, sure. it did a lot for me. How did that come into the picture? How did college running at the next level? You know, it was actually a funny story. I, uh, wasn't sold on it on running in college. I really wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't on the, uh, forefront of my mind. I originally wanted to just be a botanist and go do botany somewhere. But, and so I wasn't really looking to run in college. Um, I definitely got, uh, quite a few letters of interest and scholarship offers in my senior year of, of high school. But again, it just wasn't, it wasn't something that I was really heavily considering, um, until probably, oh, I ran like 17, 14 or something like that in, in high school. And then I was like, oh, I guess, I guess I'll try it. Um, I really wanted to go to Cornell or UTC just kind of depended. I wanted to go to a bigger school. But um, I decided to run in college at Milligan because it was a small school. And so in my mind, it was like, oh, if I go to Milligan for a year and hate it, then I can leave and no one's ever going to know. And I can just go somewhere else and have a great time. But if I went to like a big school like UTC, University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, or somewhere like that, and then quit, I'd probably still want to go to school there. So I'd be like the guy that quit the team. And that just doesn't sit right in my mind. But um, yeah, so I kind of went and tried Milligan out as a uh, kind of a leap of faith. Right. Um, and it ended up being probably the best four years of my life. What was so great about it? Um, I'm a big, I'm a big relationships guy. Yep. Um, like all my best buds, uh, I make them say, I love you when we hang up the phone. Um, and they do it too. So, uh, I'm a big, big relationships guy. So definitely the team there was, uh, or not, I wouldn't even say like the team, just the friendships that I made, while I was there were really, really valuable to me. Uh, this past weekend, actually, I went to Nashville. That's why we had to delay. I went to Nashville, um, for a wedding of a good buddy of mine. And I got to see a good, uh, good bit of my old teammates there, which was really, really special because, you know, I'm 26, all my buddies are 29 and 30 and people have jobs and it's hard to connect, especially when I live in Nebraska, some live in Florida, one lives in Alabama, you know, it's tough to, tough to connect up. So yeah, def- you're reaching that, that. Yeah. You're reaching that part of your life, man, where it's like, 
you know, first of all, you're going to enter into wedding season if you haven't already, where suddenly everyone's going to get married and then you're going to, and then people are going to start moving. And so then yeah. it's like going to a wedding is a whole thing. It's like, all right, well, this is a trip. Yeah. It's a uh, wedding season's actually done for me. I am the last person okay. to, that's not married in my friends. Okay. <laughs> so I imagine they talk about you then behind your back. When, when's it going to be Corey? When's it going to be Corey? All the time. I'm sure. <laughs> I probably got, I got a couple mentions at the wedding, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, Milligan was just about the relationships. Like I said a couple times now, I'm a big, big, big community kind kind of guy. And not to say, like, I didn't love the running aspect of it because I did. I mean, I still train a lot, right? Um, and when I was at Milligan, I was running in the cross-country season 60 to 80 miles a week. And in the track season, I think I topped out at 110. So it's definitely something I put work into and really cared about. Um but unfortunately, like for me, I never really, I never really pulled up at races, you know, like I never really, um, raced well. I was a big, big trainer, mm -hmm. unfortunately. So, uh, you know, I'm still trying to, still trying to figure that one out. You, you, uh, you mentioned in high school, you're doing 20 miles a week. You mentioned now you're, you're, if you get 40 miles in, you're feeling good with how busy you are, but then you just said what you were doing in cross country season and track season in college. Did you find going from what you had been doing in high school to what you were doing in college? I don't want to say easy, but did it come naturally to you to increase the mileage like that? Yeah, it actually did. Um, I would say when I was in, I'm a pretty durable guy. Um, I've only sustained one injury and it wasn't even a, injury of, um, something that I did or overuse. Um, I've never had a stress fracture or anything like that. And so, uh, at just adding the load of an additional, you know, 40 miles a week, 50 miles a week, wasn't hard for me. Um, I think it was more or less the figuring out sleep scheduling and eating. Um, I've always been underweight. And so, uh, that was, that was probably the biggest challenge for me is just to have the energy to do it. But I mean, I did do it. Well, I guess do it well. Yeah. Right? Did you figure it out? Did you figure that the eating process out or the, the sleeping yeah, process so out? Yeah. So I, uh, I tried my best. I, there was a point in my sophomore year where I was drinking like three kids insurers a day to just try and gain some weight. Cause I mean, um, I went into college being six two and one hundred and twenty seven pounds, and so it just wasn't Sheesh. wasn't a good i wasn't a good good setup, you know, to 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 jump up that much. Did you did uh, did you start lifting weights then, or had you already been lifting? Had you been into doing that? Not in a high big school? weights guy. I yeah. mean, they made us lift just to um, you know strengthen tendons, strengthen joints, uh, sure. that kind of like more more or less uh, ancillary lifting, but never never anything to like get stronger, I guess, yeah. if that makes sense. <clears throat> what, what was your favorite distance or, or uh, you just mentioned that your races maybe weren't as good as you would have liked them to be, but was there uh like training for a particular race or a particular distance that you really enjoyed the most or that you, that you found liking? Yeah, I really like, um, half marathons. That's probably, that's probably the best that I'll do. Um, there was a training period, uh, post actually, it's kind of funny. All of my PRs right now are post undergrad. Um, there's a, I mean, I, so I graduated college in 2020. And so my senior year got like canceled because of coronavirus. Yeah. But, um, because of that, I just started training hard. Like I would go out to daily doing 18 to 22 miles during lunch breaks when I was working. And so, um, I got pretty fit compared to where I was. So my PRs in college, not great. I ran 26, 30 for AK, which is just 
you know, nothing to turn your nose up at, um, in like 1530. But, um, I ran a, uh, 10k on the track time trial to get ready for USATF half marathon championships back in 20, it might've been 2020 or 2021. I can't remember, but I ran a time trial that was, uh, I ran a time trial in 3050 on the track one day just to, uh, it was five weeks out because there weren't any races to do yeah. at the time. Um, and so that was really good, really good sign for me. I felt like I was probably in like 65 minute shape, 66 and a half, maybe. Um, but unfortunately I didn't get to do it because a buddy of mine went to a wedding and exposed me to COVID. Oh no. And so, yeah, I could, I, he told me on like the race was on a Sunday and he told me on Friday night and I couldn't get a, uh, oh. I couldn't get a negative, or I couldn't get a test in time enough to, uh, to show them because you had to show them 48 hours out. Yeah. And so the, 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 the window just didn't work out. So I never got to, never got to test it. You are the second athlete now, I think, that I've had on who was in college during COVID. Now, the first one was Seth Hirsch, and he, so that was like the middle of his career. Yeah. Yours, this is like the very end. What was that like going through that where your se- senior season essentially gets wiped? You know, it definitely was, um, I guess, a little upsetting, but I more or less more so felt upset for the people that came after me because while for me it canceled outdoor season for others i mean it affected i'm sure as you spoke with seth as a seasons seasons multiple years of running for them yeah and you know there's there's always a you know there's always a double-edged blade of oh yes it affects seasons but i get years back which is nice um but still having to deal with the uh the litany of this is how we're running races this is how we're traveling uh, is uninteresting to me. And so I felt more bad for them. Obviously, I mean, I would have loved to, my senior year of college was probably the best shape. Um, if I had started racing, it was probably the best shape I was going to be in probably till today. Yeah. Um, there are several workouts that I, I remember on one track session I did in particular, that was a, uh, a fart lick. It was four minutes on 90 seconds off. I was running the four minute sections. I was going almost, almost 1550 meters per um and so it was it was flying i don't know what got into me that day um it was it was at least 1500 meters that i was moving and then um yeah i don't know i don't know it was it was ridiculous just totally clicked and in the yeah it totally clicked that day and then uh the offs would be 90 seconds at like 540 pace it was something it was stupid honestly (laughs) um and then things just got canceled. <laughs> oh God. So I mean, we'll never know. I yeah. guess. Uh, you, you mentioned community, obviously how that's something that's really like important to you w- beyond that. What do you miss the most about running in college? Um, probably just the ability to have a set. This is what I'm doing for my workout today. This is what, cause I'm a, I'm a real big, I mean, I'm, I've never been really into like training philosophies or training theory or, specific diets does it i mean it's never been my thing i just kind of wake up and roll with okay this is what we're doing today no problem Uh, i feel like doing this today no problem that's kind of what i do now um do you have a coach uh i do his name's will musto well he helps me out yeah he he, we kind of work on it together his name's will musto he's a great great guy he's my best bud but um he does help me out um there's times where it'll be more so, uh, I feel like doing this today. I feel like doing this today. But if I actually want to set a goal, then he'll 
he'll write it up for me, like write the plan out for me. So it's, it's a mutual like agreement mostly. What was your relationship like with your college coach? It was great. I mean, his, his name is Chris Lane. So if you're familiar with uh, total sports, the um, sports agency for like track and field and they're getting into baseball, uh, a couple of notable guys like Edward Cesarek. He's he's uh, the agent for Edward Cesarek and uh, Molly Seidel and others. Okay. But, um, <clears throat> or maybe not Molly. I'm not, I'm not sure. He's got, it's, it's a, it's vast, but anyway, um, he, uh, is a course man for sure, you know, but he's also high end. I mean, he's busy. He's got his things in things in line. Right. Um, so he, uh, he was a guy that really liked you or, or you know, didn't, but that was also subjective to, are you putting in work or not? I loved him. He loves me. He's a great guy. Uh, I talked to him somewhat regularly, but, um, good, good relationship with him for sure. That's awesome. So you, you mentioned as you, you know, your season gets canceled and that ends up like kind of leading into some of your best training ever. So was there any doubt from you that when you finished college and you finished your college running career that you would just continue to run? Or was that something that kind of happened because of COVID and then you found some success and it just kind of kept on going. I'm just, I, I love talking to runners about this because my day job has me talking about, you know, football, basketball, baseball. And like, if you're a football player, you can't really just keep doing it, right? right. Once you're done, you, maybe you can chase after like arena league or indoor football. But at a certain point, it's just done. You can't just go down to the, the fields and play football, I guess. You can, though, run, but you could also get burnt out. I wonder mm -hmm. what that was like for you. Um, Yeah, so I actually was pretty fortunate in the way that my like post-college went um it wasn't something i planned on doing at a highly competitive level more or less to uh, just stay in shape i mean i think my ultimate goal is to uh be some random 50 mid 50s dude that can just roll up to a race and run 17 10 um you know <laughs> pick up some extra cash yeah in a race. exactly that's like my, that's my like big goal in life <laughs> um and like in one uh one of my straw, I'm a big Strava bio guy. Uh, right now it's, well, a couple months ago I had a aspiring fastest dentist in America. So like, I just kind of, kind of roll with the flow of like what I feel like doing at the time. Uh, right now it's, uh, dropped out of my last two marathons going for three, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it wasn't something that I planned on doing pretty seriously after college. I just figured I'd run to, you know, pass time, stay in shape. Um, and again, it's like I said, like I told you, I feel like it's a time of like euphoria for me to just relax. Yeah. And so that was more or less how I planned on using it. Um, then I didn't get into dental school after I graduated immediately. So like my this following fall, I didn't get fall in. of 2020. Right. That'd be the fall of 2020. And so were you, I assume, were you not going to Creighton or were you going to go somewhere else? Well, I'll tell you in a second. Okay, yeah, um, okay. It. I wanted to go to UT because it had been way cheaper. I'm very fortunate to be at Creighton and like every single day when I walk into the building, it's so nice and I'm, I love it. My classmates are great. The professors are great, but, but. selfishly university of Tennessee would cost like 70,000 less dollars, <laughs> which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but, um, I was pretty fortunate. So I got this crummy job, which doesn't sound fortunate, but, uh, that's how I was able to like go training on my lunches is just go run, you know, ridiculous miles because I was good at it. And so they were, uh, totally cool with what I wanted to do, <laughs> uh, which is awesome. But then I, like I said, I did, I've never had like a stress fracture or a true, true injury. The only thing I've ever done, I had to have my, I had a Hagwin's deformity on my right heel. 
which is basically a, a large heel spur that causes unnecessary tension on your Achilles tendon. Same thing that oh. Galen Rupp had and uh, Jake Riley as well. So uh, it's kind of a killer. Um, so I had that surgery done in the in September of 2021. And so I took from September to probably January off. Like I didn't run at all. Was that like the big, one of the biggest breaks you've ever taken? It was the biggest break I've ever taken in my life. It was weird, but I couldn't walk. Yeah. Right. I mean, so you can't, no, yeah, you there's nothing I can do about it. I was, uh, uh, couldn't walk for a month. Then I got to start scooting, scootering around, which was cool. Uh, not the best thing. And then I was in a walking boot for another, you know, two months, three months. Oh. And so, uh, once I, once that came off, I still couldn't run and put like much weight on it. So I started lifting a lot because my PT said I could do that. And so it was actually pretty healthy for me to, uh, to, take that big of a step away because then it made me want to train harder when I got done. Cause I was really excited about it. And that's when I started running exceptionally quicker than yeah. I was. How do you think you handled that mentally being away from it? Um, were you depressed? I wouldn't say I was depressed. Uh, I feel like the, the only time I've been truly depressed was right after college and I was not happy with my job. But, um, I think I was pretty happy about it actually, because it had just been such a big part of my life for so long. I felt like it was nice to not pedestal running. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Well, I feel like, you know, sometimes people find so much of their identity in what they do rather than who they are. Yeah. And so, you know, having ran in college, having ran in high school, having ran post-collegiately, just keep continuing to train, continuing to train. There was a brief moment right after college where I was in the same training group that uh, Abby Cooper or Abby D'Agostino, however you know her as, um, we were in the same training group together. So, you know, there's like these moments that I've had that have really made running on an important thing to me. And it is, you know, it's something I do. It's people know me as the the runner at, at school. Um, but it was nice to uh, kind of, find other things that are or not fine, but highlight other things that are who I am rather than what I do. Was there anything in particular during that time you mentioned lifting weights, but was there something that you either got into that you had never been into or maybe that you had fallen out of? I don't even know what that would look like, like a, like reading or a yeah, TV I mean, show or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a, uh, it's weird. Well, you know, I'll tell you, you go, you go through a lot of books and you're confined to a bed for a month or yep. whatever it is. Right. Um, so I, I got really into the Witcher, uh, the Witcher series, which, which I'd read it before, but then I read it again. It was awesome. <laughs> Watched all the shows. It was also awesome as like dumb as that is. And then, you know, I really probably, I, I, I did a lot of work with my faith too in the, in that period of time, just cause like, you know, you find what's what you value when you're not doing something or when you're sitting idly, you find what you value or what you truly believe. And so that was a really sure. like formative time for me. Um, it also kind of helped me wisen up. Um, the person I was like when I graduated from, from Milligan versus today are just completely different in what ways. Um, probably just like I'm a more mature person. My decision-making process is more concise. Um, quite honestly, uh, when I, I'm kind of, I'm really fortunate that I didn't get into dental school when I graduated from Milligan, I don't think I would have uh, necessarily 
taking it as seriously or maybe not, maybe that's not the right wording, but I don't think I would have been ready for it. Um, mm. I remember some of my interviews when I originally applied versus and how I spoke there versus how I speak today. And just the, um, this, the big difference of, of who I was versus who I am. Um, I'm really glad that I took two. I'm, I'm really, really glad I took two years off. Um, the way that I think about, uh, school, the way I think about it as a, um, not necessarily, Oh, I'm still in school, but I mean, this has given me an opportunity to like better myself or to, um, you know, create a future to achieve a dream. Uh, the way that I think about it too, is every day when, like I said, every day when I walk into the building, I'm just so thankful because it's almost like for every person that gets in, there's like 600 people that don't, which is having been there, you know, it's really just soul shattering because there's no backup plan, right? Like yeah. if this is what you're training for or what you're trying to do, there's no backup plan. And so it's really, really surreal when you get in, but it's even more surreal when you don't having experienced both. And so just my thought process on, um, what it is, what I'm doing is much, much different. Um, and you know, how I, how I speak to people. Yeah. So during those two years, was there ever a moment where you were like, I don't know if that's in the cards for me or were you still pretty confident that you would still go to dental school? Oh no, absolutely. I, uh, I graduated, took the job, was really depressed. So I was working in a basement. Like my, I worked at a, as an admissions counselor at a private Christian college um, in in Tennessee, and my office was in a basement. And the next closest person that worked for me was two floors up. Oh, and so very isolating. Very isolating. That's why, like, I was, you know what, I'm gonna go out and train sure. right now because I can. And like, because it was an old house. The bathroom that was closest to my desk had a shower in it. So I was like, well, this is perfect. Um, it's a sign. <laughs> yeah, this is a perfect situation for me. <laughs> but, um, you know, I got really upset in that time because in my mind, I was like, this is not what I should be doing right now. Um, and so it was really challenging for me. It was really, really challenging for me. I had to uh, kind of swallow pride, understand like who I was. Um, I didn't apply. I didn't actually apply my second year out because I didn't think I was like good enough to get in. I was just like, you know, this is, maybe this isn't my life. Maybe that, maybe I'll do something else. Maybe I was heavily considering being a nurse anesthetist or something. Um, I re-looked into botany, you know, it just kind of depended. Um, but then there was a day that I, uh, <laughs> I like walked out of the school or out of my, out of my office and was walking to my car and I just called my boss and quit. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I have to like figure something else out. And so then I started working at a running shoe store in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's called Fast Break Athletics. It's awesome. Uh, so if you're ever in Tennessee, <laughs> shameless plug of, of the shop. But um, that was a good good chance for me to um, kind of enjoy running again, um, figure out what I needed to do to get into dental school. And I was, I was able to do that clearly. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it was a challenging time for me to kind of like just understand who I was supposed to be or what I was supposed to do. Very, very challenging. Yeah. So how does Creighton enter the picture? Dude, it's actually kind of surreal how Creighton enters the picture because until two years ago, I didn't even know they had a dental school and I couldn't have even told you where Creighton was. Um, 
my buddies and I were on a trip to Colorado as like a boys trip um, just cause. And we were driving back to um, Om- or through Omaha from Boulder. And when is this? This was in 2022. Some early, sometime early. Yeah, no, it was 2021 or 2022. Let me think about it. I got in December of 22. So it's 2021, summer okay. of 2021. Okay. Um, yep. And so I, uh, we were, oh yeah, it was right before my surgery. Yeah, summer 2021 for sure. We were uh, driving back to Omaha for College World Series, but then some of the games got canceled because of coronavirus. Cause yes, like, yes, um, one of the teams. Yeah, I think yeah. it was NC State. NC State Their yes. whole team had to like not play because we had buddies that played for Vanderbilt. Okay. And so we were going to come in and play and watch the game. Uh-huh. And um, something about me, I really like to look at college campuses. Um, one for the aesthetics and two for the the planning because it's like, oh, in, my, in someone's mind, this was the best way to lay this place out. Yep. And so, I don't know, that's very interesting to me. So we were going through this campus and I saw they had a dental school and I was like, oh, well, the application period's still open. I guess I'll apply. And so I did and got an interview <laughs> with the school like a month later. They're like, oh, yeah, we can have an interview. <laughs> and then it was crazy because the uh, gentleman that was doing the, conducting the interviews, his name is Dr. Neil Norton. He recently passed, which is very challenging for our school. A uh, great man. Yeah. Literally the best part of dental schools Ugh. last year. Uh, so it was really heartbreaking to to lose him. But um, he was interviewing us, and he had wrote a book that was a head and neck anatomy book, uh, a textbook. It was a netter, a netter guide, which is like a, an atlas of anatomy that you'll just use. Um, sure. And when I was an undergrad to, like, boost my resume, I was um, tutoring physician assistant and occupational therapy students that our school had uh, in the anatomy lab. And I was using this same textbook that he wrote. And I – because I looked at his name when, when they <laughs> sent the Zoom request – I was like, that's very familiar. <laughs> Let me like see what this man has done. And then I was like, oh, well, that's exactly what it is. And so that was kind of a like, kind of cool thing yeah. that happened. You know, I, I had just, to help you too that yeah. you can mention this. Oh, yeah, I, I totally did. And you can't did. BS that. Like, hey, I have this book. Like, yeah, I, I totally did. I totally did. It definitely worked in my favor. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So it's kind of cool. Didn't yeah. even know they had a school, and it's turned out to be the best thing that's ever happened to me. So you get to Omaha, what, summer, late summer 2022 then? Yep. Late summer 2022. Um, you mentioned earlier how, I mean, said a few times, running community, how much that matters to you. So what what is the early process like for you as you get to Omaha in terms of the running scene? Uh, it was pretty abysmal at first. Um, I moved to school on like August 1st, start school on August 9th. Uh, running run when i can like just kind of discovering new places and really i don't think it was until um oh it might have been it might have been october it was late yeah uh before i actually met somebody to run with because derek lowski or loseki um dm'd me on instagram uh hey saw that you do this oh that's what it was i so the creighton Dental school puts on a 5K every year, uh-huh. and I won it. Um, I ran like 15.01 for it or something like that, <laughs> and I won. And then Derek DM'd me and was like, hey, we should we should hit run together sometime. And so I was like, okay. Kind of the same thing for you <laughs> and me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I, my roommate likes to tease me about that. I met this other kid the other day. His name's Eli, and he DM'd me too, and he goes, that's weird. I was like, no, it's not. If you knew, you knew. Yep. Um, it's not weird at all. So you just meet up 6 in the morning. Um, but yeah, it probably wasn't until like at least October until I ran with another person. Yeah. Um, kind of weird having come from like 
college and then having come from Chattanooga, which was crazy because there was a time for 18 months where from this store that I was working at, there'd be four to 10 people running from the store every single day. Mm. It was kind of ridiculous. Honestly, uh, we'd meet up at six, run from the store, easy, like eight to 10 miles every day. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. And so then being alone was tough, but yeah, then, uh, he, he DM me and got me hooked up with a bunch of, bunch of guys. And it's been, it's been great. I mean, honestly, I can't complain. I just celebrated a year of being here. And so that's so cool. Um, kind of, kind of cool. And it's also really, really nice to have people that aren't in school with me that are my friends also. Yeah. Nice to take a break from it. Let me ask you this. What, what is it like for you as a former college runner? You're obviously really good. Um, running with a bunch of like us guys, like Derek and I, it's funny. We talked about it once how, how, and I said this to him, I was like, I really like running with Corey because I never feel like I'm not like you're obviously way better than me, but I don't feel like intimidated and I don't feel like you look down at us. And so I, I wonder if that's something that you probably don't even think about that, but I wonder what that is like just running with a bunch of dudes who are like BQ chasers. And, and obviously you at your best are, you know, better than we are. Well, I don't know about better. I mean, my marathon PR is the <laughs> slowest in our group if, you, if we're being serious about it. So, you know, there's that Your high end on the shorter stuff, I guess. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think it's awesome. Like I love the sport because it's a hundred percent individual. And if my best is this and your best, okay. So there's no reason why in training, like uh, except for high intensity workouts, yeah high, high intensity workouts. There is no reason why somebody who runs like 1430 for 5k and 18 minutes for 5k couldn't do easy runs together. No reason. Cause it's all the same benefit. Um, running is this totally individual sport. You know, if your goal is X and mine is a, then if anything that I can do to help you or you can do to help me, I mean, why wouldn't you try and do that? I mean, I don't see that there's any reason to, uh, look down on others for just trying to like, you know, chase three hours, chase a dream. I mean, Kimberly Bailey was on here a couple of weeks ago. It's ridiculous. She's trying to go for a sub three marathon. That's crazy fast. And I hope she gets it. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So like, exactly. You know, that's the best part is just celebrating people's individual goals when you can, because I mean, why wouldn't you, why would you like look down? You know, I, I don't know. It's never, it's never been something that crossed my mind. Do, do you think you're different in that regard? Like, do you, do you, or do you think there are other like former teammates you've had or other people in the sport that are, that don't look at it the way that you do? I like to think so. I mean, unfortunately I, I don't necessarily know that that's a true statement. Yeah. Um, you know, cause people feel pretty strongly about, Oh, I have to run this fast or I have to do this or this or this. Yeah. And, um, so I like to think that everybody's like that, but unfortunately I'm pretty, pretty confident that's not the case. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are certain days where, you know, like an important workout. Yeah. Sometimes you might have to solo that if, sure. if no one can meet up. Right. Yep. But in general, training with others is just so much better. And, you know, if you've got to meet in the middle or do whatever, you absolutely should. I mean, think about, I mean, the night, so the 19 mile run that you and I met at, right. It was awesome. You got a really awesome workout in and was great. Talked the whole way. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to be a part of that. And for me, it was the first time I'd ran over two hours in probably a year. So, so there was a benefit that for you was a from huge that win for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like I, uh, same run, but different, different, different gains. Exactly. You know, it was, it was a time on feed. It was a, let me help, 
let me help, but you're helping me mentally by keeping me, keeping me going. No different than last winter, Derek and I did, Derek had a half marathon workout where uh, he ended up running 22 miles, but the middle half marathon needed to be a marathon pace. Yep. And so he texted me and asked me if I wanted to go do it. And I was like, oh yeah, that'll just, that'll be like a more challenging, um, long run for me. I ended up doing 17 miles with him. It was awesome. But like, you see, it just kind of where you can help people you should and where they can help you then they should. Right. Yep. So it's awesome. It's like for me, mental gain, time on feet. It's awesome. Um, just whatever, you know, I don't think it's right to, to look down necessarily, you know, never. I mean, if, if you can achieve what you set out to, I'd love to be a part of it. Oh, that's, that's so cool to hear. Um, you, you said a couple of minutes ago about your marathon PR. You've 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 had races go against you. Like I know Lincoln was one of them. I, I still remember. You know, we took the group photo together at the beginning, and I was like, "Cool, I'll see him at the finish line." And then I still remember seeing you in the parking lot over over by Harper Shram Smith, if you know the mm-hmm. the UNL campus, because I suddenly heard my name and I'm like, "What?" And I looked over and, and you were like, "My ankle." And I was like, "Well, that sucks." Um, do you feel like you have had? post-grad like an optimum race performance in you like has have you had a day that that has gone your way because it, it's it, from the what limited i know about you it seems like a few of them haven't and mm-hmm. i'm like really excited to someday see when it go, when it all clicks and i'm like i can't wait to see what he does yeah um as far as uh post-grad racing um i'm not like it's like i said i'm not a big racer like what do you think it is I don't know. I just, I really have to be convinced to do it. (laughs) Um, You know, it's not like, not like I'm against racing. I just lack the competition, lack the competitive edge that maybe you, you need to be great. Um, Not that I like, don't like to be good at what I'm trying to do, but it's not the forefront of my mind. Um, One race that comes into particular for me post post-college not the best time but like the mental attitude like in the race there's a uh, 8k road race in chattanooga that's called the chattanooga chase it's probably the deepest race that chattanooga has so it's 8k so it's five miles but there's 500 some feet of climbing in this race and so it's it's quite challenging and all of it's in essentially the second mile and a half and all so, the uh, climbing, is? all the climbing, okay. and this this thing is almost certainly like the unofficial city championship, and then it draws quite a few people from the surrounding cities as well. Um, and so there, I took the field out in probably four fifty, uh, just because I you know you know the course pretty well and can can do that. Um, ended up getting third there to people that I just never beat, and so for me mentally that day was really strong because my buddies were like a kilometer away from the finish and like you got this person this person and this person behind you and i was like dang these are the three people that can't be behind me right now so like i don't think i've ever like pushed harder to try and beat people um so that was that was a good day and then peachtree road race two summers ago was pretty good for me i uh initially went to help my friend will musto um run like a decent effort in the 10k and then you know once you get there you kind of get your attitude shifted and want to run a little quicker and that and so i ended up passing like about 100 people and could play 70th there that day which was cool because like you know it was the biggest race i've ever been in and just constantly having people to pass 
because um, you want to pass them, right? I mean, feels great. Yeah, it feels awesome. You blow by somebody. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was a cool day. But no, I haven't really had a uh, haven't really had a day like a really really wow. What I just did today. In fact, I've had more uh, dropouts of races than than finishes, probably, uh, unfortunately. But you know, maybe maybe one day we'll see. We'll see what uh, what I end up doing. Do you worry that that is something that won't maybe totally happen until after college, or do you feel like you could find that great day while you're still in school? Oh, I definitely think I can do it. I just think I need to commit to one. You know. Um, I had a colleague of mine text me about the New York City Marathon this next year. Uh, like the 2024 version? Or, or, yeah, yeah, the 2024 version. And he was like, we should sign up for this. And I said, I texted him back, okay, so maybe I'll do that. Um, just just something. I got to I gotta pick something. Yeah. Um, and I have to be better at the PT on the ankles because the Lincoln Marathon was a devastating day for me. I was on pace to run probably, I think it was 228 is where I was <sighs> – sitting um but i made it 14 miles in and the pain that i was feeling from the pointed shoes or from whatever and it's the constant flexion of the ankle it just didn't feel like it was ready to go yeah and so i just decided to pull out and uh instead of like destroy my chances of running again i uh pulled out and have kind of been nursing that back to health um been doing a lot of PT switched training shoes and that seems to be helping. Yeah, that's good. I was wondering like if, if ankle issues had been something that had been happening for you for a long time. Uh, not since my, not before the surgery, which is weird, right? Like, well, it it was more excruciating before, but now I just had to be really, really aware of how I, um, warm it up. Yeah. Right. Or, uh, just, just really be conscious of strengthening it and putting in the actual necessary work to uh to get it ready to go so i mean we'll see uh if i get into new york obviously i'll commit to that um and that would be exciting to try and crack at it i mean i've had maybe three marathon efforts right now that if they had gone well would have put me in the mid to upper 220s which had been really really awesome (laughs) um but uh Maybe one day. (laughs) So what did that, what do the next few years look like for you in terms of, I mean, we could talk about from the running perspective, but uh, dental school as well. So you are in year two Yep. and that is a three or is that a four four year program? It's a lot. It's a beast. Oh man. So you still have a, I mean, we're recording this in early October. You still have almost three full years of school. Basically three full years. All right. So what does that, what does that look like? What do the next few years look like for you in terms of that and, and balancing? I mean, is this going to be in like the start of a lot of 70 credit hour semesters or is this like kind of like oh your look on your face says that this is the beginning of that no 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 actually this year so the second year is the beast okay so it is the worst one the first year is a lot of sciences that you've already done in undergrad you just do them all again so ideally you know a lot you learn a little bit more moving on the second year is when you actually learn how to do dentistry so all the things that you're going to be treating patients with, doing all of that, how to run the office, that stuff is the second year. And then like third and fourth year, there's still pieces of that, like more advanced procedures, but you start treating patients. So like I treat my first patient on March 14th. Okay. I scheduled it. It's daunting, but I'll do it. It's going to be great. Awesome. Um, but once I start doing that, the 
I don't want to say the load lightens because the seriousness of it enhances because now you're dealing with someone's life. Yeah. But as far as the, um, you know, I like to use the term work staying at work. Um, it definitely increases. Um, and so you'll go home and you'll be done for the day. Yeah. Minor studying and such, but yeah, essentially, you know, you have time to train, have time to do this. So I'm hoping that after this year, it will lighten up and you'll be able to, I'll be able to, you know, run a little harder, pick a couple different races that I want to really, really focus in on. What, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to be a showing my ignorance here, a regular dentist? What are, what are you hoping to do? So, yeah, I want to be, it's a general dentist, you know, that way you can just do everything. Um, but more specifically, uh, I want to work in very rural Tennessee, or at least try to have some sort of, uh, free clinic or complimentary clinic that works out of a pra- like my practice or whatever. However, I can work that out and provide hopefully complimentary. If it's a cost that I just have to eat, yeah. I'll do it. But, or very, very reduced cost care, preferably on Saturdays because people can't get off work. And so just something That's like that. That's awesome, man. Something like that is really what I want to do. Um, because, I mean, you get to see how procedures like that really like change people's lives and so but dentistry is expensive dentistry is very expensive and so if i can you know do something like that that'd be that'd be great whatever whatever it'll whatever it looks like yeah and so what do you hope that the relationship is with running throughout this process like i was thinking earlier today before you said what you did about racing that like so like if you look at like amateur runners i've had a few on the pod who are on that that far extreme of like they've either qualified for the trials mm-hmm. or they've tried to qualify for the trials. And in the case of Peter Bromka, they missed it by two seconds. That's and crazy. then you have it, wild. And then you have the other end. And I think that I'm at that other end of like chasing after the BQ yeah. and we're on like right on the edge of it. And I hope after Des Moines in, in 11 days, uh, as of this recording that I'm no longer on the edge of it and I'm feeling really good going into the 2025 one. But then there's this huge middle and you are in that middle. And so I, I, I wonder what you hope to get out of this because like there is a world where if you're not taking 70 credit hours, you're like push, push, push and seeing how low you can get that number. But also that might not be possible. So I just, I know I'm throwing a lot at you, but I was thinking about that this morning. Just like, I wonder what his long-term goals are given where his time, if he were able to have one of those great races would currently sit at this moment. Yeah. You know, um, there's been several thoughts. I mean, everybody dreams of Olympic trials. Yeah. Everybody does. I mean, from people that just run casually to high, high, high end athletes, everybody thinks about it. I, mean, I do it when I have like a beast at work of a workout. I'm like, wow. So I'd have to do this for yeah two hours and 18 minutes. Exactly. And, I'm like, I and can, it's nope. like, yeah, it's <laughs> I, like, I, I'm good. Well, <laughs> I don't even know if it's like, I'm good. You know, you think about it. It's like, man, if that was like, if that was the case, right. Or, uh, man, that would have been an awesome day if it was on the, if it was in the trials race. Right. Like, you know, you think about that stuff and, you know, if I, it's definitely crossed my mind to, to take a crack at it, um, at least once. Um, but I feel like I'd have to give my ankle a little more healthy than <laughs> to do that. Um, but it's definitely crossed my mind. Um, as of now though, you know, I'm, I'm really, uh, my PR on the 5k is literally 15 minutes and zero seconds point zero, And so it's literally that. So <laughs> that's probably first. Um, I'd like to try and do that this, maybe this indoor season, maybe next outdoor season, just 
something. Very cool. Um, but that's probably first. After that, though, I do think I could probably run like 66 minutes and a half if, you know, I really put in the work to do it. So like, I definitely have goals in my mind that I'm like, yeah, you know, in a perfect world or in an ideal situation, yeah, it's certainly achievable. And like, you know, I've been in the shape to do it. I uh, just haven't entered the races to do it, you yeah. know? And so, yeah, you know, probably if New York works out, I guess we'll look, we'll look at that. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, what's your favorite part about running? Uh, my favorite part about running. So I was in, when I was in undergrad, there was, well, to graduate from my private Christian college, you had to go to chapel, which is not like a chore, but sometimes, <laughs> um, but there was a professor that came on and talked about prayer and not in a literal sense of, you know, down on your knees, hands clasped, eyes closed, but more or less in the, in, in the things that you do, like, you know, prayer and worship in athletics or prayer and worship in like your career or whatever your service you can provide. And so in that sense, my favorite thing about running is, you know, being, out being somewhere beautiful, taking in what's around me and just like, thank you. Like honestly, just thanking God for the opportunity to one run two like see what I'm seeing and three, just to, you know, meet people through it. So I finish every podcast by asking my guest about what they're chasing. It could be a literal time goal. It could be qualifying for something, or it could just be a feeling Coriolic. What are you chasing? Uh, right now, I'm chasing the end of the semester, <laughs> and then, um, you know, moving forward, I'm probably gonna try and, you know, go sub 15 first. That would be, that'd be primary goal number one, and then be ready to go for March 14th when I see my first patient. That's what we're chasing right now. Corey Alec, thanks for joining me today on Chasing Three Hours. Thank you. Thanks again to Corey Alec for joining me on today's episode. Thanks to Ian Alio for production assistance, as well as music and sound design. Thanks to Riss for the cover art. Head to Chasing3Hours.com for more from me as I write about my experience out on the running trail, races, and a whole lot more. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and maybe share with a friend as well. New episodes will drop on Friday mornings. Enjoy your long run this weekend. <laughs>